0: Rebecca Romaine Refuses to Help Her Ex, John Stamos Sell Books, Camila Cole Has a New Book for Us, and I have a review of The Many Lives of Mama Love by Lara Love Hardin. This is Sari Reads. Thank you so much for stopping by. Rebecca Romaine refuses to help her ex, John Stamos, sell his books. He wrote a memoir last year, or released a memoir last year, and she refuses to help him sell it because she was incredibly shocked by the things that he put in that memoir. John Stamos, for those who do not know, um, is the... Bright and shining star of Full House. Uh, Full House was a family comedy drama. I want to say dramedy. Uh, It was a beautiful series in... It came out in the 80s and it ran to about the mid 90s Um, and it was just a wonderful um, show in line with family matters. It was kind of that same vibe. This show was uh, set in San Francisco and John Stamos was one of the uncles. So the basic premise of the show was that um, single father raising his daughters um after their mother passed away um and he solicits the help of two uncles John Stamos uh, was one of the uncles Uncle Jesse if I'm not mistaken and um you know they all live in the same house together Uh, Uncle Jesse is the cool uncle and he is you know he was he was one of my favorite characters on the show um, just because he was so cool. And so he wrote a memoir. John Stamos wrote a memoir. I'm pretty sure he talked about uh, talks about uh, Full House in the memoir. I have not purchased it. I will. Um, now that his ex-wife, Rebecca Romaine, Romaine um, they were married for years until they divorced in 2005. And Stamos apparently doesn't hold back in his memoir as he accuses uh, his ex wife of infidelity. He also opens up about feeling emasculated in their marriage, especially as R- Romaine's career uh, began to take off while his apparently hit a brick wall. Um, for those who do not know, they're like, maybe you're like, oh my God, who is Rebecca Romaine? I don't know who that is. She is one of the X Men. Okay, she plays in the X-Men, and we love the X-Men. So I could definitely see why um, Stamos would feel some type of way. You know, X-Men takes off, and, you know, he's, you know, it's hard. It's hard in in, in Hollywood, Tinseltown. And so you have these highs and lows, and it sounds like his was at a low point, and hers was like, whoo very high uh, because X-Men, yay. Um, But he told people specifically, my first marriage was shattering to me. I was shattered for way too long too. I mean, a year, okay, good, but it went on for years and years. And he acknowledged that it was difficult to write the chapters about his time with his ex-wife because the experience was, I guess it was just so um, devastating to him and, and, you know, traumatic. But Stamos um, says that the experience of writing allowed him to reflect on his feelings at the time. And then he goes on to say, in my mind back then, she was the devil and I just hated her. I couldn't believe how much I hated her, and it ruined my life. So it seems like Samos used his memoir to heal, um. But you know, sometimes in healing, we things come out, and, and it doesn't land a certain way with other people. And uh, Romaine, in response to the things that uh, are in his memoir, says. Uh, I was very surprised by all of that. Incredibly shocked, actually. I was sort of blindsided by it. Blindsided by it. But you know, I don't really want to help him sell his books based on those headlines. So that's all I really want to say about it. Now, I I when this book came out uh, and the name of the memoir. Is if you would have told me, and it was released uh, October 2023, which was just last a few months ago, and I told myself that I was going to purchase it um, because this was around the time. Let me see. It was it was around the time when uh, Matthew Perry um, passed away. And I did purchase Matthew Perry's, um, memoir, like right when it came out, I was so glad that I did, but I didn't read it. I still haven't read it yet. Um, but I told myself not because I feel like John Stamos is going to pass on but I I enjoy reading memoirs I enjoy especially of like Hollywood celebrities because so many times we see them on the red carpet and we're like oh the beautiful people but when you read their stories it's like oh you all have some darkness to you um and so I I love reading the inside scoop I love reading about before you all became rich and famous and all of that what are are your beginnings. Um, sometimes it's humble roots and sometimes it's not really. Um, but I love reading about all of it. So I told myself I was going to purchase um, John's book and I have not. I actually forgot about it because there are so many amazing books coming out this year. And I was just taken in by all of that. My main focus is uh, fiction and so there are so many amazing fiction books coming out this year and I was just like yeah yeah I need to get my list together for all of these things and but, but after reading this story and people today I'm like you know what I need to buy his book and I need to sit down I want to sit down and read his book his story and Matthew Perry's story um because it, this I mean his memoir after you know to have your ex-wife come out and say she was blindsided that tells me that there are, there are some things in there and me being the nosy person that I am I need to find out I need to find out why she felt blindsided what did you say what did you say John to make her feel blindsided so I will be running out to purchase his uh memoir I may just have to order that online tonight for real. All right. <laughs> oh, I love books and I love the the ability to be nosy by way of memoirs. It's a blessing to me. Yes, it is. imagine living in the suburbs of san diego you are making a boatload of money so that you and your family can be in a neighborhood that you deem as safe and then i want you to imagine going in your car because you know you've left the doors unlocked you've left your purse or your wallet i should say Um, in the vehicle open you know out in the open and imagine coming back and your wallet is there but all your credit cards are gone in this safe neighborhood and then imagine you reading the paper one day you know after you call the credit card companies cancel everything it's a heartache and go down to the police station file a police report you know the 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 norm um, when these unfortunate things happen and imagine weeks later you're sitting down for your muffin and your tea or whatever uh, your beverage of choice and just Opening the paper, you don't have to open it. You pick up the paper, and on the front page, you see your neighbor. Your neighbor, who is being accused of 32 counts, felony counts, of stealing, of fraud, and the like. How would you feel? I think I would feel like my safety net were just like snatched from underneath me. Well, that's the story of Lara Love Harden, And no, she is not the one sitting down for breakfast eating the muffins. She is the one who is the neighbor from hell who made the paper for all the wrong reasons. And she tells her story in her memoir, The Many Lives of Mama Love. It is a heart-wrenching story, I don't wanna call it a tale, but it is a heart-wrenching story about a woman who loses everything because she is addicted. She has a drug addiction. And she ends up going to jail um, because she stole from her neighbors. And um, she runs the risk of losing all of her children, um, especially her baby boy, to the system. Um, And she works hard and fights to regain her life. Um, She goes through the criminal justice system. And because she doesn't have the you know wealth wealthy pool that her husband her husband who's also a drug addict but he has a rich mama who helps him get out of all type of uh, legal issues and so he doesn't um have to jump through the hoops that lara has to jump through um and she doesn't let that be her excuse though she says you know what it's unfair, but I am going to work to redeem myself. I'm going to work to build the life that I desire, even with all that has happened. I still have a dream. I have a life that I desire, and I'm going to work to rebuild that. And so we get to um, we get to journey with her. I I hesitate to say, but honestly, we don't get to journey with her, but she takes us into her experience of um, everything that she went through. She takes us through her time in jail. Um, After getting out of jail, being on probation, uh, they did not want to let her off probation, even though she had proved she she proved that she was a uh, positive contributing member to society. And she talks about one thing that she talks about in her memoir that I just find um, to be pretty cool is the criminal justice system and how it is designed for you to fail um, it's not designed for you to redeem yourself and to have redemption. They, It is designed, if you end up in a situation like with her, they expect for you, they put hurdles in the way so that you can violate your probation and come back. Lara basically points to this notion in her book. And I just really appreciate someone coming out and saying that. Um, because... Oftentimes, you know, you see this pipeline of individuals who, you know, they get out and then they end up back in, get out, end up back in. And I won't say a pipeline, but it's more like a cycle. And, you know, some people just write them off as, oh, they just don't want to do the right thing. They, They don't want that. They appreciate, you know, and it's like, you know, the. There may be those who, who appreciate that life, uh, lifestyle, but I don't think that that's the full, I've never really thought that was the full truth. Um, I, I always felt like I, there were underlying issues and for someone such as Lara who lived through those issues, a nightmare really, um, For her to come out and say, yeah, no, 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 there are, there are issues, it needs reformation. Um, It was just really, uh, it was, it was great to hear her say that uh, in her book. And another thing is that I love the fact that she takes us, she does take us on a journey um, that allows every emotion setback and triumph to be felt by the reader there's this one um section where oh my god um she's working for this dude who starts in um his home the the publication in his home and um she's just kind of like it's like I feel like she's being harassed and All the work that she has put into rebuilding her life, it just like seems to just crumble in that moment because, you know, the the person who sends her this, you know, harassing notice, they don't have anything. They're just, you know, they probably read the paper and, you know, they're just trying to find a reason to pick on her um, because, you know this is how some humans are but for her it was just such a a a real thing for her that like she couldn't just throw that off as like girl you don't even know me it was an anonymous thing um no name nothing and she immediately went back to oh my god everything that I worked for is just falling apart there's no point what's the purpose everything like that and to Take us on like to take us on that journey of, you know, no, like when you're redeeming your life, sometimes little setbacks its not even a setback. But you take it as like a huge thing. And like she did. And, you know, she her boss came in and was like basically telling her, like, <laughs> calm down, calm down. It's not credible, you know. It is, it's, it's nothing, but to her it was everything. And I just really appreciate that she was willing to be so vulnerable and to trust us with that aspect of her story, um, that she wasn't painting herself in this memoir she doesn't paint herself as the hero and the one yeah i had issues but look how i came out victorious and i just stayed victorious no she paints herself as someone who is struggling who's still figuring it out as she goes and that is the humanness of lara love harden and you know the title is so fitting because it says the many lives of mama love and you can clearly see that she has evolved she has had many lives okay many lives she has uh, been an addict she has been a soccer mom I don't even know if her kids play soccer but she's been that mom you know she's she's had her her time in jail she's she's ruled the jailhouse she's been on top in the jailhouse and then she was at the bottom in the jailhouse um and you know it's just the transformation is just beautiful and i'm so grateful that Lara Loveheart and decided to invite us to see um, if I had to give this book a rating. Um, I would <laughs> I don't like rating memoirs to a certain degree, but this book definitely deserves a five out of five star because the writing is excellent and it's just I, I would rate it on the writing, not her life story. I'm not trying to rate someone's life story, but the writing is excellent. It is well structured um, so that we do get to go on the journey without interruptions or going back and like, wait, what did she say? Because I've read memoirs like that and it bothers me, but this is not one of those. And it's great for those who love Memoirs such as myself. It's also great for those who are familiar with idea architects um, because that is where Lara starts. She got her start and it tells the story of how that company actually started in Doug's house. Um, and so, yeah, if you know anything about Idea Architects, I when I saw that, I was like, oh, I know that company, whoa, that's amazing. She's giving us the inside scoop of how it started and she was like, you know, so instrumental in pushing it forward. So if you're interested in things like that, you may wanna check out her book. I will leave the link to, um, this book, if you want to learn more uh, from the bookshop and yeah, the many lives of Mama Love, Laura Love Harden. <music> Texas was once a part of Mexico and we get to have an inside look uh, through the imagination of Reina Grande of A Forgotten War and an Unforgettable Romance um, in A Ballad of Love and Glory. Now, the romance part is probably not based on true events, but the war itself um, that this book is centered around was real. So let me just read the back. It says, 1846, after the controversial annexation of Texas, the U.S. Army marches south to provoke war with Mexico over the disputed Rio Grande boundary. Jimena Benitez, a gifted Mexican healer, joins the front lines as an army nurse after Texas Rangers raid her ranch and kill her husband. John Riley, an Irish immigrant, boldly deserts the U.S. Army's unjust cause and vowing to defend Mexico forms the St. Patrick's Battalion. When Jimena and John meet in the midst of the ravaging war, they find solace in each other's arms, swept up by forces with the power to change history. Will Jimena and John survive the chaos of this bitter war, or will their love be devoured along with the land they strive to defend? Heartbreaking and lyrical, Reina Grande's spellbinding saga inspired by true events, okay? And historical figures brings these two remarkable characters to life, illuminating a largely forgotten moment in U.S. Mexico history that impacts the border to this day. Yes. So I'm reading this book and I am on page uh, 90 as of present. So that is uh, chapter 11. And I am definitely behind my reading schedule because I said I wanted to have finished this book by today. But that didn't happen. I'm going to give myself to the end of the week. I'm going to give myself a little grace. I'm reading this with a colleague. So I do kind of feel guilty because she's much further along in the book than I am. And I was the one that put it out there that we should read it together. But that's a different story. But I'm reading this book. And um. So far I have gotten to the part where they have killed uh, Jimena's husband. He fought for to keep their land and they murdered him um, on the land like he was murdered at his home. Huh? That's crazy. Um, and then I've already gotten past the part where Riley um, deserts the U.S. Army because the Irish are being treated so horrendously mm-hmm, um, as soldiers. So I, it, you know, Raina does an excellent job of presenting I want to say a tale of two cities so bad, but it's, it's a tale of two worlds where you know, it's it's not I was I went into this book expecting it to be a thing of, OK, we're going to definitely hear, you know, the story of Jimena and her family and how, you know, this war impacted them, displaced them, because we, we know what happened in, in real life um, with the the war and how, you know, Mexico Mexicans living in that area were displaced that's what happened if you don't know go read a history book um but and I don't say that to be rude but it's important it's important to know the history of things um and so I went into this book um thinking yeah you know we're gonna hear her story we're gonna learn about her family and how this has impacted them and I feel I know that we, we definitely have already and I know we're going to learn more, but the the wrench in the story was definitely looking and and being invited into the world of Riley and how, you know, he too had hopes and dreams like he's an Irishman. He's a foreigner um, and he traveled, you know, to the United States. Um, after basically kind of like the same thing being forced out of his home in Ireland, he left a family behind in Ireland, um, and he's working overseas to support them. And the dream is to bring them to the United States or was the dream to bring them to the United States so that they can build their life there because, you know, in Ireland, they it touches on the potato famine and how the British are overtaking their land. And so you just see these, these various um, elements of people being pushed out so that others who don't have any rights to the land um, can come in and basically do what they want oppress um and it's just it, it it's the state of of humans i know but it's just so very sad um and so i'm really excited i know i was uh, speaking to someone today who was like oh my goodness i really enjoy your podcast thank you you know who you are i don't want to shout you out on the podcast cuz i don't want to I don't, I don't want to uh, embarrass you. I would be embarrassed if someone shouted me out on the podcast, um, but thank you so much. You know who you are, um, and they reminded me that a few weeks ago, I was singing the praise of uh, Tender is the Flesh, only to come back and be disappointed, so I don't want to sing the praise of this book too much, um, but I am 90 pages in, and the writing is still excellent. The storyline is still great, so we'll just... Just see we'll just see what happens I don't want to do that again I don't want to do it to mess up again but um a ballad of love and glory Reina Grande will leave the link to bookshop if you are interested in learning more If you enjoy fantasy, then you just may love So Let Them Burn by Camila Cole. She is a new YA author who released her debut novel yesterday, January 16th, 2024. And So Let Them Burn is a Jamaican inspired fantasy that follows a God's blessed heroine who's forced to choose between saving her sister or protecting her homeland. And I really enjoyed what Camila said on Instagram on her big debut day Uh, or pub day as it's called Um, she said I've wanted to be published for as long as I can remember and I was researching agents and query letters long before I ever finished a book I struggled to do that Until I was in my late 20s and as I turned the corner into my 30s, it felt too late to achieve my dreams. But I was in my 30s when I started querying, so let them burn. I was in my 30s when I was offered representation by Emily Caitlin. I was in my 30s when Alex Hightower at LBYR bought So Let Them Burn in a six-figure deal and now I'm in my 30s as my debut novel comes out and I couldn't imagine launching my career with any other book. This book that I had to wait and grow as a writer before I could write and I just love that statement because so many times we as creatives especially those of us who are writers we get discouraged when we do not meet the markers or meet the the goals that we have set which are they matter but they're not that big of a deal in life they're not the one-all be-all in life and we make them out to be that and then when we fall short, and let's be real, a lot of us, we we set unrealistic expectations anyway. And so when we fall short of those, we just feel like, oh my goodness, I'm such a failure. I should have had my best-selling book out by now. I'm, I'm you know, I should have had that out before I was 21. And, and if we're short story writers, we're like, you know, I should be in a few anthologies by now. But Camila's words are so true you know, things will work out and things will come together in the right timing. Um, I think about Toni Morrison, how I believe it was her, she was in her 40s when she really started taking off in her writing career. And so that tells me, and hopefully that tells all of us creatives out there, it is never too late. As long as you are breathing, and as long if you're a writer, uh, as long as you have a story to tell, we the readers will always be here to listen and to appreciate and to thank you for releasing all of that creative juice into the universe. I want to thank you so much for stopping by Siri Reads this week. Thank you for joining me. Um, and I encourage you to follow me everywhere. I just, I can't even name anymore. I'm on so many freaking, uh, I don't want to say it like that, but I'm so on so many platforms that I'm on platforms I didn't even know existed, Um, and so I want to encourage you to follow me on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, uh, what's that other one, X, Twitter, it's X now, but primarily uh, Twitter, I want to encourage you to stop by a bookstore this week and find something to read catch me in a bookstore catch me in the library or anywhere else that books are king i will see you all not next wednesday but the following weekend as we search out and find out what these book thread streets are talking about we did twitter um this past weekend and so not this uh next week but the following weekend we will be in the book thread streets and i know that's going to be interesting because book threads is crazy i will see you all next time bye